Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. I do love that title. Um, I do. I just do. Tonight, Pastor James is we're gonna he's gonna teach on the glory of God. There's so much to that topic. Welcome to the broadcast, Pastor James. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I tell you this. Just even thinking about it, I was saying, Lord, where do I start? You know. The Bible, when it talks about the glory, it's talking about himself. Everything is glorious. It's God. He's glory. And so I, I say, I don't know where to start, but I always have my favorite thing, and it is Psalms 12, where it says, help, Lord. That's the first two letters in, I mean, first two words in there, and that's what I say every time. When somebody calls me for something, I say, help, Lord. <laughs> But other than that, I have no answers, no clue to how to give an answer. I have no way of figuring out what I need to do. I just leave it in God's hand. And whatever happens, then it's in God's hand unless I get in the way. Uh, do you have any comments you want to say about the glory of God before we get started? Um, I know it was the glory that fell on the temple on the inner chambers, and it was so heavy that the high priest went in there with ropes around his ankles so that they could pull him out in case he got killed. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that, I mean, that's powerful. But I think it's more powerful than just that. It's powerful for judgment and for healing and for uh, so much more. I mean, I can't even think of all the things the, the glory is, is used for and good for. So. Yeah, I know about this one guy. He wrote a, a book called The Glory Zone, and he he gives uh, examples on how to enter into the glory zone. I know uh, this other preacher named uh, R.W. Shambach, before he died, he said, there's no such thing as a formula. <laughs> it's, it's up to God. And it's, you know, I understand both of them's comments, and I don't make any comments against one way or the other. All I know is that I say, Lord, help, and then I leave it alone. <laughs> My formula is I got to say something so I can activate things. I was with this friend of mine. His name is uh, Terry Graham out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and he made some comments about the uh, what they call the dormant zone. And the funny part about it, I had some papers where I had written about the dormant zone, but I never thought about it. And what that just means is there's something that is dormant until it's been activated. Just like there's a time and a season for everything. And right now, um, some of the things that's being activated in the spiritual realm is starting to affect the natural realm. We're starting to see more and more demonic presence. We're seeing more and more things manifesting from from God's glory to Satan's uh, trying to destroy. Just like to give you an example, I've seen more children now with autism than I have ever have seen in my life. I've seen more people now that are tired all the time, and they don't understand. They said, i got to push through. i got to push through. 
but they have no energy. I had this lady today I met. She was went to one of our towns close to our city to pay her bill. And she was just as tired as she could be. And as soon as she got to where she was supposed to pay the bill, she was too tired to get out of the car. So she didn't pay the bill. She went back home. It was a wasted trip for her. It was just like every day I hear people say, I'm tired, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing nothing. I don't I don't want to focus on anything. And see, when you start doing that, that's when you start going into the spirit of depression, spirit of despair, spirit of
to play. Now, it varies from which day to which month. I mean, it is not always the same. But when it comes, the judgment is for that uh, that you'll be able to see what you have reaped from what you planted from last year. So you, if you planted good seed, good seed will bring forth blessings. If you planted bad seed, then it will bring forth correction. See, God is not, it's not God's will for any to perish, but to come to repentance. And sometimes you, the way you come to repentance, you have to be corrected. You know, a lot of times, I don't know about you, but for me, all my parents had to do was say something. And that was good enough for, to correct me. But I know other kids, they had to get a whooping. And those whoopings were what corrected them. That's why the Bible says, uh, go ahead and whoop them. They will not die. But it will correct them because you want your child to grow up better than what you did. Every every. Every parent that really loves their kids want their kids to succeed better in this life than we did. I want to see all my kids, grandkids and great-grandkids and great-great-great-grandkids to be excelled in everything. In fact, I'd like for them to be in the governments and stuff. Okay, I'm a, oh, I'd like to open up the line. Is there anybody there on there now? There are people in the queue, but nobody's raising their hand. So, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, I love that song, Show Me Your Glory. Um, I don't know if Mm. you've heard that one. I forget who sings it. And she says, you know, she sees the cloud and she jumps in. And that just gives me such a strong visual. And I think the glory of God is accessible to us all. And I don't Mm -hmm. don't know how we can really live without it because we do need it for not just correction, but, you know, direction, guidance. I should have uh-huh. sat down and made a list first, huh? Because it's a big, long list. Uh-huh. Oh, as I said, the main thing is that, like, that man, I forgot his name. It's, uh, he's a preacher beyond Sid Ross. It's called the Glory Zone. And you know, he says all the miracles that he done seen since he's able to enter into it. Now, I've seen places, because I've been in this thing now 43 years, I've been in places where I saw people chew bread after they prayed over the bread, and their teeth that had uh, holes in there needed filling was filled with gold after they had choked, after they had chewed on the bread. Is I tell people all the time, there's so much miracles in the spirit realm that we miss because we because we leave them dormant. That's why I said I'm going to start talking about what my friend Terry said. The dormant realm, we have to activate it. And the way you activate it is by trusting. We call it faith. That's another word for trusting what the word says and that it will bring it to pass. What happens if I've been praying on and on and on and, and the miracles don't seem to happen yet because there is a time and a season. The glory shows up when God says mercy, mercy. And that's what it says. I will have mercy upon him. I will have mercy and I will have 
uh, compassion upon whom I will have compassion. Most people are trying to make God a genie or make God a butler and telling God, this is what I want, this is what I need, and all this. He's a king. He writes miracle messages to us in the supernatural. And if we're able to tune in or the frequency or listen to what God is saying, he can change our life. I know people that uh, seem like they have no uh, sense of direction. But when they finally give up and say, God, if you're real, and because of God's mercy when he wants to, he steps in and helps them. One person said, if you're really God, move this glass of water. And nothing happened. And he said, yeah, I knew you wasn't real. And then somebody came in while they were talking, picked up the water, and moved it. And he was saying, well, I meant for the supernatural. But the thing is, God does things the way he wants to and not the way we always want it to happen. So the more we learn, the more we'll find out how the glory, the glory which is is grace, which is mercy, which is compassion, that it operates not according to our will, but according to his will. All I said, I'm trying to open the thing up for anybody that has any questions or comments. All you have to do is push one, as uh, Dorothy just told you, and it sets up a flag, and we can answer any questions you want to talk about on the Bible. We're going to be talking about the glory tonight on, out of St. John, the the ninth chapter and the first we verse. We do have a question, or we do have a hand up. Okay. So it's um, area code 864982. Your mic is open. Um, Pastor James, I want to go back to that part where you're talking about, you know, you spread the word before the cow. But years ago, you know, Satan, I believe, you know, um, you know, they started saying that that was abuse and you couldn't do that. So what do you do in that situation? You got a child that really, you say, uh, you need to get a good butt whooping. But, you know, you got fear that, you know, that child may call the cops and you go to jail for it. So what do we do okay. in that Now, you got to remember... Yeah, we had discussed a little bit about that earlier. And uh, the thing is, the church, the church is out of order. The church did not do what he's supposed to do. So what happened? Satan put his people in charge. And now we're under their bondage and stuff, where it used to be uh, your parents would just look at you because you know, hey, you're going to get a whooping. And it didn't kill nobody. It didn't kill you. But now, because we let these other people that came in and talking about, let them have a time out. The kids need to, uh, all they have to do is sit in the corner for a while. What is that progressing? Nothing. The church should have been voting the people who are going to be with the value of the church. Now, that's why we have messed up people, people that are depressed now. We have children out of order now. We have um, the diseases that we never had before. 
because the church did not vote the right people in. What do you mean, voting in a doctor? No, voting in the ones who who makes the law. See, there's yes. 613 yes. laws, 613 laws, and that's what God gave to the Jews. But God gave the Gentiles, and that's everybody who is not a Jew, seven laws. And one of the laws is make a just, just jury or a just judge or a just people that will make the right laws. Our nation started off on that with the executive branch, the presidential branch, and the uh, judicial branch. So these three would watch each other. But now you got people say, well, I'm going to make an executive order, and I don't care what Congress say. I'm going to do what I want to do, and they vote the way they want to because we, as a church, did not vote in the right people. The time is coming up now that we should find people that have the same values that the Bible says. And as we start to see the same values in them as what the Bible says, those are the ones we need to vote in and stop listening to fake or false news. Did I answer Uh, your question? Yes, sir. Can I say this to to that comment you just said? Okay, we're supposed to vote people in, but you see, like in South Carolina, we got the same representatives from about 50 or 60 years. They can't be voted out. So you say, you know, God, what can we do? And like you said, we we should be voting for people that has the same values and more than the Bible says. But you got some people holding seats. Like one of our senators lived to be 80, 98 years old, and he died. That's because that's why I just said you've got to vote people in that does have the right values. And it's just not one, it's a group thing. Everybody's got to unite to speak. On, I used to have a friend, he's dead now. And before I would vote, I would ask him, who is the best candidate? What is their value? And he would search those things out. He searched them out. So the time I got ready to vote, I knew which one to vote for. And that's the same thing now. You just can't say that oh, they can't be voted out. Oh, yes, they can. That's why we have the the election. Yeah, Apostle, I'm not saying that it can't be voted out. But I think nowadays, you know, I really think we need to go back and say, hey, you can have so so many terms. But, you know, some of these people that make careers out of this stuff, and, it's, you, know, know, you know, you know, money is involved somewhere. And you say to yourself, yeah, you know. That's why I said we've got to change. It ain't. You know, talking about it, talking about it, it's not going to change. We've got to start as one person talking to another person saying, listen, this is the one who has our value. And they may talk against you, but you're supposed to be the one of voting to what should be in there. And because of that, as I say, it's the church. It's not just, you know, one individual. It's the church. You have preachers that have been preaching wrong, teaching wrong, uh and so it's time for us to do a change because God's getting ready to come, and he's going to look to see if there was any trust in his word on this earth. That's all we have to do. What is God's word says? Do what's right. That's what righteousness means. Do what is right. Did I answer well, your I, question? You asked my question, but I had got to this point. I told God, 
I said, God, you show me who to vote for because, you know, you if you don't if you're not in that sector, and you really don't know, you know, God has to give us leeway and show us, you know, sort of who's what and what's who because everybody, you know, they don't listen to the church that that's in, in Congress. Listen, I keep trying to tell you how to do it. You search for yourself, just like I tell people on the Bible. I said, don't even believe me. Search it for yourself. Search out the candidates that come up on that thing and saying, this is what I believe. See if they really do that. All you do is go back and go into the thing and find their records and see how they've been voting. And well, if somebody I'm, new, see how they Listen, I'm telling you. Just go and do it, what I'm telling you. Search it for yourself. And then vote the way that God shows you. And that's it. Don't try to figure it out. I keep telling you, don't try to figure stuff out. Just do what is right. And the right thing is to search it for yourself. Then I give you an answer. Yes, sir. And I agree with you. Okay. Okay. Well, is anybody else out there got uh, comments and stuff? I'm trying to give y'all a start before we get to St. John, the ninth chapter and the first verse. Okay, we have another hand up. Let me open the mic. 501-208? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Go ahead and ask your question. It's not a question. I kind of have a comment. I think that there's a lot of division in the in the ministries of God. And the reason, that's the reason we don't give God his glory and the reason that God don't get his glory from us is because one person is teaching one thing, another person is teaching another thing, and then another person is saying, well, this ain't what the Bible means and that ain't what the Bible means. And we get so much division and tradition caught up in the truth should be, and then people get um, misunderstandings and don't know what's going on. So Amen. I think that's why we don't get, that's why God don't get his glory. And I believe that once we learn what the Bible says and teach only what the Bible says and not what somebody else said in some book or, or some novel or, or something like that and learn what the 66 books in the Bible say and and, and answer those mm-hmm. questions, then, then God can get his glory. Mm-hmm. It's just like what I said earlier. You need to search it out for yourself. Ain't nobody can search it out for you. You have to get an understanding when you script check the scriptures and see as the Bereans did to see that what Paul was preaching was he preaching what was correct. And once you're able to do that, then you'll change what one person that's you, and then that one person may change somebody else. That look at Jesus, he was one person, and he changed the world. So that's why. The fault lies with us. We've got to seek out what God is saying in the scriptures and look for those kind of people. It says, I think it's in Proverbs where it says, mark the perfect man. So in other words, to be able to mark the perfect man, you've got to search this person out. Check his, his, uh, his voting habits and stuff. See what his lifestyle been because Anything you do is written up somewhere, especially if you're running for uh, the uh, Congress or the White House or anything like that. And I thank you for your comment. 
you have any uh, any questions or anything? No, but I was just going to say, agree with what you said about the word. Mom Evangelist told me one time, she said, you don't need a million people to get the word out. You tell somebody the truth, they tell somebody the truth, they tell somebody the truth, and the word is constantly going forth. Amen. And that's the same way as with a lie. You tell a lie long enough, people will believe the lie is the truth. Yep. That's why you got to look it up for yourself. Amen. Hey, thank you, sir. Anybody else with a comment or a question? As as uh, Dorothy said, all you do is push one, and let's let us know. All right. Well, I have uh, Rhonda Mayberry here. She's going to help doing the reading today. And uh, as I said, we're at John the ninth chapter, and the first verse. St. John, the ninth chapter, and the first verse. There is so much thing about the word gospel. What does the word gospel mean? And the first thing people say, well, it means the good news. How do you know it means the good news? Because somebody taught you that. You read that, that gospel means good news. But if you start reading what it means about the gospel, you'll find out the Bible explains itself or interprets itself. And one of the words for gospel is prophecy. Every time you see that word gospel, change it to prophecy. It may not always change, but uh, uh, I'll say 90% of the time it will. Like the first word in the Bible that talks about prophecy is in the I think it's the third chapter of Genesis, 3 and 15. And a word for that is he prophesied that that uh, this son or this being would be created that would step on the serpent's head and crush it, but it would bite his heel. Well, unless you scriptures together to give an understanding, you don't know what it's talking about. But once you realize this is talking about a future event about a being that's coming who's going to be teaching the truth. And that's what we need. We need the truth that the world is corrupt, but we're going to win. We're going to overcome. And it'll go into greater detail, but it's all about prophecy, 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 prophecy. All right. Um, Rhonda, are you ready to read? And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, let's, let's stop back and let's look at this. It says, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man. And here's the, here's the thing that most people don't realize, which was blind from birth. That is a prophecy. This is a 
the good news. How do you mean that's the good news? It's There's a, a written prophecy that says the Messiah. One of the ways you'll know who is the Messiah, that's Jew, Jewish understanding, he would be able to heal a person who was born blind. He was, The Bible interprets itself. As I said, you just have to understand the scriptures. You have to understand the prophecy, what is being hidden, and there's one of the things that were hidden. They said, we will know the, the we will know who is the Messiah when he's able to heal a blind man from birth. And then his disciples asked him, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So in other words, we always want to blame somebody, generational curses or or uh, somebody that put a curse on me and stuff. That's why my kid is this and this is why I'm in that and thing is not uh, somebody putting a curse on you. Things are written in the spirit realm that's going to happen to your life, but the Bible tells us that we're going to have a wilderness experience. We're going to go to a time that we're going to be confused. We can holler at God all we want and say, Lord, where are you? Where are you? Did not Jesus say the same thing? And uh, it was prophesied before it happened in Psalms 22 when he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the same thing is in the New Testament when he was hanging on the cross. It's all about the word of God. It's prophecy. And then he said, uh, Jesus answered, said, Neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the work or the glory of God should be manifested in him. The glory, the glory, the glory zone, the miracle realm are dead because God wants this done. The world was made for his pleasure. That's the thing we have to understand. We're here for God's pleasure. A lot of people say, well, Lord, I want a house. I want a new car. I want this and I want that. Listen. A lot of people are not willing to suffer because Jesus said, if you're not willing to suffer with me, you can't reign with me. If you put your hand to the plow and you turn your neck and look back, you're not worthy of us. We're supposed to be here for God's pleasure to produce God's glory. All right? Then it says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. What does it mean day and what does it mean night? It means day is when you understand what's going on, when you don't understand. When you don't understand, you cannot do what is right. You can't walk right. If, you, if your eyes are blind, how are you going to walk from here to the grocery store and you can't see? The thing is, somebody's going to have to help you. And that's where it can as long as I am in the world, I am the light, or another word for light is understanding of the world, understanding the rules of the kingdom, understanding how I can help you so you can understand what you're supposed to be doing. A lot of people are killing themselves now because they say, I have no purpose. I don't see no purpose for my life. That brings in despair, and it brings in what we call negativity. 
negativity brings you in uh, depression and everything else, and you activate things by what you say. That's why I tell people, be happy. Even when you're going through trials and tribulations, learn to smile and use the word and be rejoicing in the word. That's why it says, I rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Even though Paul had got beaten, stoned, uh, you name it, put in jail and stuff like that, he still kept rejoicing because the prophecy is that the Messiah will set us free one day. Well, that's why it says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. If people will stop trying to think so much and allow the word goes forth and let the word show you what you need to do, and I'm going to tell you what it means. It means that you need to show how to love people. It shows you got to keep your mind concentrated upon the word. That's why it says, I'll keep their mind in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Who's the Lord? The Word. Who is the Word? God is. How do I know? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I tell people all the time, stop trying to defend yourself. Well, I'm not let nobody talk about me like that, and I'm not going to let nobody get away with some things like that. Listen, you're in the wilderness. Go through. Smile. Learn the rules. That's what Jesus did. He kept quoting the Scriptures. Over and over and over again. When he said, man, can I live by bread alone? He meant what the word says. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In the Bible, he shows examples. The Bible is written of uh, allegories and stuff. And one of them was when Saul disobeyed the prophet, and he went and did the prayer and everything and the sacrifice, and when he ran into Samuel, what did Samuel tell him? He said, obedience is better than sacrifice and all burnt offerings. What does that mean? Do what the word says and don't step beyond the boundaries. You're a transgressor then. That's what the word transgress means. You step across the boundaries. He told uh, Saul, you are a king, but you're under somebody else's authority who's helping you. That's all through the Bible. It tells you there was the, uh, there was the uh, centurion. And as he talked to Jesus, he said, I am a man under authority. Jesus said in this just now, he says, I'm going to work the work of him that sent me. Me. In other words, you are a sent being to do something. What is this, what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to do God's will. What is God's will? His pleasure. Understand that's what the word is about, his pleasure. So, yes, you go through things. Yes, things go bad. Yes, things go good. Things perfect for me. Days are up. Some days are down. There's times and seasons for everything. All you have to do is speak what the word says. He will keep my mind. I can't worry about everybody else's. He will keep my mind in perfect peace. All right. Let's keep on going here. Boy, it says, I am the light. And if you'll, you'll find that it's quoted in Genesis when it says, let there be light. And if you notice, it wasn't the sun, it wasn't the stars, it wasn't the moon. What it was there was talking about uh, wisdom. 
Wisdom is the principal thing with all your getting, getting, and understanding. So that's when he said, I am the light, I am the understanding of the world. In other words, I understand how this, these rules are set up, but God's rules are different. One hits you on one side, you turn in the other cheek. If somebody steals from you, you don't curse them out and try to kill them. You try to, actually, you try to win them. For the many positive things we do toward people, positive things will come to you eventually. It may not come right away, but it will if you will speak and do those things that are positive. Go ahead and read. When he had thus spoken, he fell on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind men with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seen. The neighbors, therefore, and they which were before had seen him that he was blind, said, is this is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Now let's stop right there. If you look at that he, it is uh, italicized. Why? Because most of the time when you see things like Jesus says, I am he, it's talking about the Hebrew letter, the fifth Hebrew letter, thought, speak, action. That's why we study Psalms 119. It tells you about the Hebrew alphabet in the King James Version. Now, if you notice what he said, uh, he said when he had spit on the ground and made clay of the spittle. Why did he use make clay? Because man is made out of dirt, which is clay. And he anointed his eye, uh, the eyes of the blind man with clay. How did God create everything? Out of the dust of the earth. He put it together himself. And this was just a point of contact. No, you don't have to go out and spit on the ground and put it on somebody's face for them to see. But the word says you can speak these things into existence now. Before, we was under a different type of law to where we had to physically do things. Now we can speak. That's why it says the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence took it by force. But now, see another tell, tell John, tell, but now we press in, we speak those things as though they were, and that's what comes to pass. But we have to get away from negativity. Positive. You've got to speak positive ways, and that is with joy in the heart. Because if your heart is not joyful when you're speaking, you're speaking negativity into this world. That's why I keep telling people, search the scriptures for yourself and find that it talks about Jesus, which talks about he in you, the hope of glory. All right. Is there anybody want to make any comments before we keep going? Anybody want to raise their hand by pushing one? Okay, well, let me continue on about the the blind man. I was saying, I told you the prophecy is whoever heals is just one of the prophecies. Whoever heals a man that was blind from earth 
he is the Messiah or the Christ. He is the one that God has sent down here to teach us how to do things God's way. And that is his pleasure. When we do things that make God happy, God makes us happy. That's why it says the joy of the Lord, then it stops, is my strength. When he's happy, I'm happy. And if we do those things that's pleasing his eyesight, and it will be blessed for us. Then it says, uh, the 10th verse, Therefore said unto them, How were your eyes open? In other words, we're looking at it in the natural, talking about eyes open, but we're talking also spiritual things. When your spiritual eyes is open, your mind is open, you'll start seeing things differently. You'll have an understanding of the gospel different than the one that is natural or or what we call carnal-minded. You're really spiritual dead, but you need to get spiritual-minded so you can understand this stuff is only discerned by spiritual ways, and that is spiritual spiritual things compared with spiritual. Okay, let me keep on going because I'll be running out of time soon. Go ahead. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes open? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisee him that a fourth time was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. You notice I keep saying clay, clay, clay. Dirt, 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 or another word, foundation. Foundation for the understanding. That's why Jesus said, I am the light. I am the foundation. I'm the understanding of this world. I understand the rules. Understand the rules, and you'll see things differently. That's why the Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. What does that mean? The kingdom is where the king is. He makes the rules. And then it says of God, and God is what? The word, the rules of the word. If you'll do those things, I'm telling you, your life will change, and not only you, but things around you. All this is this is actually being written, but it's also have hidden messages. God hides things. And if you sit there and listen, that's why it says faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. He said not be a hearer only, but be a doer of the word. Everything is in the word. All right. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon my eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore, said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. Okay, now let's look at that again. The 16th verse, therefore, some of the Pharisees, not all of them. That's what gets me out here. All the Jews, all the Pharisees, all the, no, not all. 
some. This man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. They didn't say nothing about the healing. They were about religious things. Well, uh, we're not supposed to do anything like that on the Sabbath day. But Jesus talked about his disciples eating corn. He talked about if you had an animal that was in a ditch, would you not get them out? If somebody got hurt, would you help them? In other words, stop being so carnal-minded that you're spiritually dead. All right, keep going. They said unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he has opened thy eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doeth he see now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. So right there, what we're still looking at is the prophecy that a person who was born blind gets their eyesight back. This is the Messiah or the Christ. Keep going. But by what means he now sees, we know not. Or who has opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him, he shall speak for himself. These words spake he, these words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if you, any man did confess that he was the Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Now you notice that, that if he was the Christ, they should be put out of the synagogue. In other words, if anybody confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, they feel this man is of the devil and he's not the Christ. But even though their prophecy, the prophecy was one that was born blind and gets his eyesight back. They accused Jesus of being a false prophet. They accused Jesus of being a sorcerer. But see, the scriptures are very clear. He who do what is right, their prayers can be heard above everybody else. That's why it says the feverish prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Well, we just talking about men. We talking about mankind. We are talking about understanding the truth and speaking it and living it. You just can't just speak it. You got to live this thing. Keep going. Therefore, the parents, he is of age, ask him. Then again, then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they to him again, what did he, what did he to thee? How how open he thine eyes? In other words, they were trying to see if he used any uh, mystical things or rod or anything. Did he call on another god or something? They were asking all these questions so they could accuse Jesus of not being the Christ. A lot of times, this is what happens now. I pray for folks 
And yes, I don't always say the name of Jesus because the scriptures tell me Jesus lives in me. Jesus lives in you. If the Christ is in you, then you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The Bible says that if you submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. It didn't say you flee from the devil or, or anybody. He'll flee from you. Why? Because greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. When you start understanding the word is activated in you by the word and you're trusting the word to operate instead of your trying to figure it out, don't do that. I keep trying to tell you the spirit of God has a life of its own and he'll bring things to pass, and he'll do it by angels. What, what are you talking about, preacher? The Bible said that Jesus said, you will see the Son of Man with angels ascending and descending on him. And he, in other words, as he speaks, because the Holy Spirit is in him, the Holy Spirit will bring in angels, according to Psalms 91, who will have charge over you. When I get ready to pray for children, I pray the scriptures that says that uh, the fathers of the children's angels will always be before the father's face. I don't pray just for the kids. I pray for their angels to operate. In other words, the dormant world I bring into existence because the word is alive. It is not dead. Once you learn that you have to be very careful in what you say, especially when I hear people say, but, 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 listen. Start looking for the positive thing and speak positive things and watch what that will do for your life. All right, keep going. He answered them. He answered them. I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore, will ye hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they revealed him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses disciples. We know that God spake to Moses as for his his fellow, we know not from where he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from where he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, he doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could not do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou was altogether born in sin, and doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. Now let's look at this thing here real quickly. A lot of times when... People don't pay attention to what the spirit realm is doing. They they see a miracle and they say, oh, well, that's a miracle. They don't realize that person is anointed or appointed or been given of the spirit of God that speaks into the spiritual realm that speak into angels. That's why a lot of times people don't realize you be thinking you're talking to a person and you may be talking to an angel unaware that's on assignment down here to either encourage you, to help you, or protect you. The angels have a multiple of jobs to do. And one of them is to bring a word from God to you. 
People say, well, I need to know what God is telling me to do. What does God want me to do and stuff? Most times, if you'll just learn to be quiet, you can hear the Lord speak to you. Your thought is very important to God. So if you think, Lord, what do you want me to do? Not what you want God to do. What you want me to do. And be quiet so he can answer. And he will send the angels to go before you, behind you, inside of you, lead you, guide you. That's why we have ups, downs, in between and stuff. This is called life. When they say pick up your cross daily, it means life burden. So understand, you're going to go through burdens daily. That's why Jesus said every day is evil. But how, it's how you handle the evil that what makes you victorious or not. Go ahead. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Doest thou believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And and Jesus said, For judgment I come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. Now, what I'm trying to tell you all right now, this is the year 5783. This is the year of a judgment. And this judgment is getting you to be blessed for this whole year or to go under correction for this whole year. In other words, God wants us to be perfect. Well, nobody can be perfect. That's because you say you can't, and probably you got a spirit in you that tells you you can't. But if the word says you can, then what are you going to believe? What you believe, what you think, or what the word says? My confidence is in the word. Who's going to believe his report? I believe the report of the Lord. So this is why I'm telling you. It all starts to go together when you start to understand. And that's why I love the book of Acts. There's signs, wonders, and miracles all through that scripture. All right, keep going. Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? And Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore you sin, your sin remaineth. Now, what does sin is? Sin means you missed the mark. You have not the understanding. The people said, but I, I, I'm a child of Abraham. Yes, I am a child of Moses. Yes, I am a child of Jacob. Yes, but those are different attributes. And you need to get up under the spirit of the one who came to teach us how to operate. We need to be up under the word of God, which is Jesus, why he called himself the son of man. Everything that needs to be understood is in the scriptures. But you've got to take your time and take a little from here, a little from there, a little bit more from here, a little bit more from there. Then you've got to put them together, and then it will start making sense if you're spiritual. If you're not spiritual, then start praying, God, make me spiritual. That's what he talks about, receiving the Holy Ghost. A lot of people say, I got the Spirit of God. I, I'm, what do they say? 
uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. And, and so I'm just trying to make sure I don't run over time here. And this is the things that we have to understand. It's the word that makes us spiritual. Not the letter of the law, but the spirit, the understanding of the law gives us life. Okay, I'll give you another two to three minutes. Anybody got any questions or comments? You raise, raise it by pushing one, and then uh, okay. Dorothy will speak. I think, uh, six, eight, let me open the mic. 689-239. There you go. Hello. Hello. Yes. Um, I'm calling from Florida, and you start off by saying uh, about how you're blessed. I know I am truly blessed here in Florida. The power did not go out, and there is no flooding in my area. So I know I am truly, truly blessed. But I have a question. Um, what possessed Lot's wife to turn around, and why did she turn into a pillar of salt? Okay, that is a good question. Why did Lot's wife turn around to look back at what was going on when the, the, the angels told her and him not to turn around? And what oh. it was, she started thinking about her family that was still left behind. She started thinking about what she used to go through and stuff. Don't go back. Don't look back because the Bible tells us where now faith is. That's not past faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. You're supposed to push forward. The past will destroy you. The present now will get you to the future. And this is a lady that's on the phone now that uh, I happen to know her. She prayed prayer for finances. And uh, the Lord, supernatural, am I telling the truth? Supernatural put some money in your account? Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What a blessing. Amen. And I I know preachers that... God put supernatural as they were counting the money and increased it. All right. Well, thank you for calling and everything, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Please continue to pray for me in Florida. Amen. Amen. As I said, every day is evil, and every day is a wilderness experience, but through prayer, through prayer, and the prayer of the righteous availeth much. God will bring you through. God bless. Amen. Thank you. Anybody else, uh, Dorothy? Uh, No, I don't see anybody else. Okay. Well, we just finished uh, John, which the ninth chapter of John, as I tell people, read these scriptures Go back over those things again. Understand it is prophecy. It is the good news. We were blind, but now we can see if we admit we have been wrong in the past. As I said, the churches have been teaching wrong. I said they're not going to be ready when the time comes, and the time is here, which is called the judgment. 
and the judgment not brings what we call uh, harsh things against us, but it's the blessings now and the corrections if we need it. That's what the sin is, correction. We're going through corrections. So I'm thanking God. And you can walk in the supernatural too, the glory zone, if you'll obey the word of God. All right, uh, Dorothy, I give it back over to you. Well, the only thing I want to tell everybody is I've just learned a great phrase that when my mind starts wandering with all the news that's going on, what are the things you can say to yourself to get yourself back in in the right path is to say, but God, you know, such and such is happening, but God, you know, is going to do this stuff, and God is going to mm-hmm. do that stuff. So I just thought, but God, I thought that was short and simple and easy <laughs> to do. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, until next time, this is uh, Pastor James Vivian, Apostle James Vivian, Brother James Vivian. I am all things to all people, whatever you need me to be. That's what I am. I am the one who studies and preach the word of God. So I turn it back over to you, Dorothy, for a prayer or dismissal. Prayer? Goodness. Father. I ask that you bless all these listeners, all these sojourners on their way to discovering all of your truth. I ask that you give them the strength to speak your truth when need be and help them to focus on the supernatural, on the rules of the kingdom, which is just... I don't know. It's supernatural. There's yeah. the, the kingdom rules are supernatural. So get those under your belt. Is it the belt of truth? I'm trying to uh-huh. remember right. Yep. So the belt of truth. Get get that under your belt and and share with those who do not have that truth. Help them Amen. get it together. All right. Well, until next time, uh, let the Lord's face shine upon people and receive shalom, a tenfold blessing. So I'll talk to you next week then, God's will. Amen.